G'day humans, what's a good word? Chris Funder here with Free Use Alex for another edition of Wrestling God Style. Uh, Alex, how are you, mate? Feeling humid and hot, mate. You've taken us up to parts unknown, uh, up north, mate. Yeah, yeah, so this would be your first time, I'm assuming, watching pro wrestling Darwin? Yeah, first time. Uh, I literally just finished watching it just before we jumped online here, so it's pretty fresh. Oh, I hope you watched the right show because we're talking uh, the Evolve or Dissolve card from the 20th of July, 2019, almost two years ago. Yep, I think I watched the right show. Yay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the first proper um, promotion in the Northern Territory, the first, uh, I suppose, televised event uh, from there. There are still the um, the touring circus sort of wrestling that runs out there, but, um, yeah, it's not... It doesn't really have a, a proper promotion. No. Before now, um, yeah. So I suppose first time seeing this. Uh, what did you think of the uh, Brown Smart Theatre and the actual uh, presentation here? Yeah, I thought the um, the venue was pretty decent looking. Um, better than I was expecting, to be honest. <laughs> so that was a big plus. Um, I do have my gripes, but that's nothing to do with the venue. Um, yeah, I thought it looked great. The crowd was really into it. Yeah, uh, I thought the venue looked great. What about the uh, VOD aspect, uh, the different graphics they use, the sort of um, 90s sort of uh, worn-out tape uh, look to it? Yeah, that was all pretty good. Uh, yeah, a lot more effort put into the VOD than a lot of other promotions, to be honest. So, yeah, I appreciate the effort there. Yeah, which, when you're putting in that much effort, it does make it worth the um, the extra week or two wait. Yeah. Um. So, should we just get into the matches here? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, to start off is the first of the Super Triad series. It is Davis Storm versus Gavin McGavin. Uh, Two wrestlers are better known for their time in EPW out of Perth. Yeah, yeah. And um, we kicked off with an incredible promo from Gavin McGavin. Yeah, this time, was he the belt collector in EPW? I'm not too sure about that. Maybe. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, COVID has done done a number on my sort of timeline trying to remember things. Yeah, and I'm still like not really that familiar with APW. Um but yeah, he cut this incredible promo about how he was born in Darwin and is really happy to be back and blah blah blah. And then it's just like, no, I hate Darwin. It was all just this bait and switch I that's it. why i left darwin <laughs> yeah yeah uh, really good um your thoughts on the match here oh two of australia's best bell to bell wrestlers gavin mcgavin davis storm yeah you expect no less out of these two yeah a, a really good match here with uh davis picking up the victory over 
uh, Gavin McGavin. So Davis is on one and Gavin McGavin is on zero. Uh, the next match is a pro wrestling Darwin Dojo graduate match. Of Lockie Phoenix and Nico Zippo. Uh, your thoughts here on the two uh, local prospects? Yeah, they both seem pretty decent. Uh, my one problem was, geez, Nico Zippo loves some TNA. Um, he came out to Moose's theme song without the Moose bit in it, like an instrumental version of Moose's theme song. And then his the Greek submission machine. So it's like, yeah, yeah he, he loves TNA. He loves... <laughs> Loves Samoa Joe, loves Moose. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lockie Phoenix, any quick thoughts on him? Yeah, I was a bit sceptical when I saw his gear. I judge, I judge wrestlers a lot by presentation when they walk through the curtain. But, yeah, he has a lot of potential. What's the old OSW line? State of your gear. <laughs> Yeah, bloody oath. <laughs> um, I think it plays well into it, though, because he is like a student at this point of the dojo, so it's playing into uh, a graduate match. Yeah. Um, yeah, at the end, there's no winner. It's a no contest, um, which on its own, it isn't the best feeling, but it does play into show two and three as well. Yeah, and it plays into later on in the night with, um, oh, I already forgot their names. Um, they had some really complicated name I can't remember. The people that interfered. Yeah, I don't have it written down in front of me. I'm sorry. Uh, following that, match number three of the night, the Leo Pratt Open Challenge match, answered by Gingero. Yeah, uh, Leo Pratt was cut a hell of a promo. I thought it was very entertaining. I hadn't seen much of him before. Um, yeah, then Gingero came out and, yeah, something different. Can you explain what Gingero was for those unfamiliar? Just basically like a luchador sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, good fun little match. Um sort of right place on the card to separate between your your serious matches of the tournament and your um your other matches. So I thought it was a good placement. Uh, Leo Pratt getting the win here as well. Yeah, big night for Leo Pratt. Yes, it would seem. As we go into match number four, the second Super Triad Series matchup, it is Gavin McGavin on zero, taking on Marcus Pitt in his first of two matches. Again, Marcus Pitt, a lot of people be familiar with him from his time in uh, EPW out of Perth or through uh, various indies runs as part of the Untouchables with um, uh, Damien Slater and the greater faction of uh, TMDK across the Australian and uh, Japanese indies. Yeah, is TMDK still a thing? Uh, sort of. It's not as big as it once was because you had um, haste. Everyone's kind of gone now. Yeah. Um, so who is it? Fawns over in main roster WWE. 
uh, Jonah Rock. Uh, um, was, was Vink Sexton. in it? Yeah, yeah. Sexton uh, in NXT. I'm just trying to think. Uh, Slex is Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, All you really got left is like Marcus Pitt. And I guess if you wanted to, you could do Mikey Nichols. But I think Nichols dropped a lot of that as I look up. Because the thing was, the Untouchables, I know the Untouchables over in Perth sort of went out on their own. Um, they hired Julian Ward. Oh, I can't remember the name of the um, female they had with them as well. Oh, might have been Amber. Oh, I remember being really impressed by her when we reviewed a show of theirs. Yeah. Uh, so the listed members are Mikey Nichols, Shane Haste. Uh, Nichols is back in Perth, one half of the former TM61 in NXT. Shane Hayes, the current Shane Fawn slash Slapjack on uh, SmackDown? Uh, if he hasn't ever appeared on SmackDown, it doesn't really count. Uh, <laughs> Marcus Pitt still uh, wrestling the uh, Perth Western Australian indie scene. Jonah Rock, the current Bronson Reed in NXT. Uh, Slex over in Ring of Honor, but currently in Melbourne. Uh, Hartley Jackson. Uh, I'm not really sure of their current uh, status. Damien Slater, again, over in uh, Perth. Elliot Slexon, uh, current Brendan Bink slash Tony Modra. <laughs> uh, silly. But um, he's over in NXT, part of the Performance Center. I still don't get why he hasn't been called out. Like, called um, onto TV more. I wonder if he's actually injured. Uh, give me a second, I'll have a look at that. Um, yeah, Hartley Jackson uh, da, 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 matches. Uh, the former Jag as well. Um, no, he's still wrestling. Did a bunch of the um, Zero One shows over in Japan recently. So he's, uh, yeah, he's yeah. been over in Japan for a while now. Yeah, he's been doing a bit. Like, he left WWE because he was a coach over there for a bit, but he left WWE to continue wrestling for the time being. Yeah, he, he was um sort of a, a big instrumental person in um bringing in all the, uh, the Aussies and the Kiwis. Yeah. Now, as I look this up, uh, you said, uh, think... Yeah, Vink might be injured at the moment. So I'll have a look at that while we're still talking TMDK. Have you actually ever seen a TMDK match live? Uh, no, not live. Okay. Um, I've watched some of their stuff on demand, particularly their their run in MCW, which I really enjoyed. Oh, when they were um, tag champs there for a while. And when Jag was the, what was he, MCW champ for a bit? Or feuding for the MCW title? I think he was feuding. I I don't remember him holding any MCW gold. 
Yeah, it was feuding with someone. I, I can barely remember who, but then that it all sort of blew up and it blew up in a big like uh, war game style cage match. Yeah, we keep talking about that. We need to watch that one. Yeah, yeah, I need to remember um, what the actual show was. It's caged warfare, isn't it? I believe you more than me. Uh, well, Vinky Boy's not listed as injured. Yeah. Yeah, well, neither is Keith Lee. <laughs> Whilst I'm here, uh, yeah, Slapjack is over on SmackDown, apparently. Yeah. Doesn't count. <laughs> um, who's the other former member with him? Um, or did they all stay on Raw? Is he the only one? No, Mia Yim went over to SmackDown, apparently. Oh, yeah, she did too. Yeah. Yeah, that's who went over to SmackDown with him. Yeah, let's just hope that, like, randomly one day, oh, it's the debut of Shane Thorne, and it's the debut of Mia Yim. Yeah, I'm... Well, while we're talking about TMDK, I always said they had... um. Uh, oh, what was it? Um, was Mikey Nichols' name whilst he was there? Nick, Nick Miller. Miller? Yeah. yeah, it's Nick really Miller. easy to remember because of how it's just like mixing up his actual name. Uh, Shane Fawn. Then you had signed Hartley Jackson, who could have done a managerial thing in NXT. You he had wrestled, definitely should have wrestled. You had. Uh, coming in, you had uh, Fink, uh, Elliot Sexton. You had Jonah Rock, uh, Bronson Reed, because I'm trying to remember everyone's different names here. And I think a good Aussie woman to add to that faction at the time, if you were just going to do the Mighty as a reborn faction in NXT, like um, they tried to do Bullet Club on the main roster and that sort of fell apart. <laughs> I'd have yeah. more faith in them doing something like that on NXT. I would have added Rhea Ripley. So you'd have uh, Miller and Nichols as your tag team. You could have Jonah Rock as your uh, North American guy. You could have Rhea as your women's champ, and you could have Vink as your world champ. Yeah, All managed it's, under it's... Hartley Jackson. It's crazy, like, how we both, like, see the potential world title, like, potential in Vink, and they just don't use him. Yeah, I think that they probably would have thrown Daniel Vadeau in there at some point <laughs> um, if they did it. Uh, depends. If they're going to be... Heels, they'd have Ripley if they were going to be baby faces. They might have used a Tony Storm. Um, yeah, yeah, like having Jag in there, like Hartley Jackson is like a coach sort of role, like, like sort of just like an evil, like kind of like a Team Taz sort of deal with him. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Role. Good uh, yeah. comparison. Yeah. Like, he yeah. doesn't have to get in there, 
or if you're going to put him in there, put him in there like um, Tully at uh, AEW Dynamite, but he doesn't have to get in there every week. No, he'd be, he would have been handy because he can still take bumps. So you can like occasionally have the baby faces get get their comeuppance and all that sort of stuff. And you just have this big, like, angry, grizzled man just yelling orders at his guys. Yeah, it is sad to, to think about the wasted potential there. Yeah, should we talk about Darwin? <laughs> yeah, we got, got distracted here talking about Marcus Pitt and then the, um, the entire sort of back history there briefly of TMDK. Yeah, I do remember Marcus Pitt like being the highlight of that TMDK invasion on MCW because he'd always threaten to piss in the ring. Yeah. He'd, he always did the pillman, like threatening to whip his dick out and piss in the middle of the ring. Hey, shout out Funtime Phil, Big Rig Fox, doing that the past month on uh, Deathmatch Down Under. Oh, well, yeah, Fox said it was going to take a shit in the ring. <laughs> Same sort of imagery. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, the only two listed um, titles that the faction held, they held other titles at the time, but um, MCW Tag Team Champs, uh, Pitt and Slex, 202 days, EPW Tag Team Champs, Pitt and Jonah Rock, 245 days. That is... um. Not at all correct. There are other reigns there, but yeah. Let's get back to uh, where we were. Darwin. So, uh, uh, match number two, Super Triad Series, Pitt and Gavin McGavin. Any quick thoughts here? Oh, this is fun. Yeah, Marcus Pitt's always great to watch in the ring. Uh, Rock Guard went over as much as I really enjoy Gavin McGavin, but yeah, the Rock Guard went over. Yeah, so uh, yeah, Marcus Pitt gets the uh, the victory here, meaning Davis Storm is on one, Marcus Pitt is on one, and after his two matches, Gavin McGavin is on zero, meaning he's eliminated from the tournament. Yeah, yeah, I, I really like this gimmick. Um, if only someone hadn't already stolen it for Fugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sir. Who knew? <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I I might as well say it now. Yeah, this is basically where I got the idea for doing my um sort of signature match for my uh, February shows, the Saint Valentine's Day Massacre. I do the Super Tried series, but uh, with the WWF women. Yeah, it's a really great idea. Yeah, um, I've done done it twice now and each time has been a different result because the the first year I did it was for the championship and the second year we did the um the fancy booking of it was for the number one contendership and the match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um yeah. So <laughs> uh government Gavin out so it sets up the um the third match which is uh already been announced as Storm and Pitt as your deciding match in the series. Yeah, yeah. Um, as soon as I realised that was going to be the main event, I was like, oh yeah, rubbing my hands together, super excited about it. 
uh, well, before we get there, we have the winner enters Super Triad Series number two natural selection eliminator match, which sees Barry Starr, Edith Knight, who uh, listeners may know Edith Knight as uh, one of the women's wrestlers from EPW in Perth, Jinjero, uh, Lockie Phoenix, Madness, Mass Extinction. That's Nick- it. Yeah, that's their name. <laughs> Nico Zippo and Tommy Valentine all losing to Leo Pratt. Yeah, uh, this was rough. <laughs> yeah, this was a lot of the um, the Darwin base wrestlers. It's good to to do this match to showcase. Yeah, we do have a lot of Perth people coming over on this show, but here's the people we want to build around. Here's our future. And yeah, a lot of them are from the academy right now, but three, four years' time, who knows? Yeah. So I thought that was... You know me, I love a big guy in wrestling with a big spooky gimmick, but madness, that wasn't it, man. It's a no from me, dog. It's a big no from me, dog. A big dog? (laughs) Yeah, it's a big dog. Um, Yeah, Yeah. I I don't know, maybe because I've recently watched some Riot City wrestling, it just came across as like a a reject shop version of Baron. (laughs) Yeah. A Baron that can't move as well. Sorry for being such a harsh critic. I try not to do that (laughs) on these Aussie shows, but yeah, they, they went to the well a bit too often with madness. Like less is more with that sort of character. Yeah, that's fair. And again, we're not watching uh, one or two shows. We're watching a lot. So usually if someone's a fan of MCW, they're only watching MCW and maybe hearing, oh, this match was really good. Go check it out. And then watching the international stuff. We're watching a lot of Aussie stuff. So I do see the comparison there to Baron, but at least they're in two different promotions. Yeah. Uh, you, You could have some fun if they were in the same promotion, I guess. Yeah, that's it too. Um, right result here with uh, Leo Pratt getting the win? Yeah, definitely. Have definitely. you seen... I, th- I was like kind of hoping Edith Knight would win, but yeah, I sort of expected Pratt to win. Have you seen episode two? I have not yet, but I'm thinking I'm going to watch it. <laughs> Fair enough. I won't uh, say too much then, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's they're three short shows and they are very good watching. Uh, and then the uh, third match in the Super Triad series between Davis Storm and Marcus Pitt uh, for the first winner of the Super Triad series is um, this a really good match in your opinion? Yeah. Was it the best of the three matches as well? Oh, definitely. Um, no offense to Gavin McGavin, but yeah, um, Marcus Pitt and David Storm just have incredible chemistry from my liking. Like, they create magic together. Yeah, I completely agree. This 
this is a really good uh, match. It is one of those ones that is sort of um, hidden away because it is in Darwin. It's not um, something that a lot of people have probably seen. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the result here. What did you think of the um, the end result? Oh, I think a thousand percent the right guy to go over. Um, with Davis getting the big dub here. Um, I think, yeah, I, th- I think that's the right guy to put it on for the first tournament, you know, a bit of a feel good sort of winner. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree as well. Um, I'm just having a quick look here over some, uh, cage match results and uh, as far as I can tell this was their first singles match uh, for a number of years hmm. so going uh, not going to go too far back but um, yeah their first first singles match for a number of years and then they had the um the only singles match they've had since then was the uh coastal title of EPW versus the career. Uh so Pitt the champion versus Davis Storm with Storm putting his career on the line from uh March of last year. Yep. Which is a really good match as well. Yeah, these two guys just click together and it it's good they haven't uh, gone to the well that many times with this, you could go out there every month and put on a great match. Yeah, and you have to imagine that these guys like probably train together a lot and work out together a lot, so they're just going to have instant chemistry no matter what. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point too. Um, Davis, I'm almost certain, is like a, a high-up trainer of, um, uh, what is it, the EP... Yeah, EPW Academy. It's got some really long formal name. Yeah, um, if if I was in charge of that place, uh, Davis would be the head coach, and Marcus Pitt would be your like assistant coach. Yeah, you're not you're not wrong. Like wealth of knowledge from those two guys alone. Um, yeah, EPW Academy. Wrestling. Um, I'm not sure because some of the schools list um their trainers and everything publicly, and uh, some don't. So I'll just have a quick look here whilst we're on air. Our trainers: uh, Storm Slater, Michael Maloney. Gavin McGavin. Oh, there you go. Pitt isn't one of the uh, the head trainers. Huh. No, no offense to uh to Slater and Gavin McGavin as well. And no, Michael that's, Maloney. That's uh, some really good trainers there, actually. Yeah. Really, yeah, really if good you don't even need Marcus Pitt as a trainer at your academy, it tells you you got some bloody good trainers. Yeah, and the EPW Academy has been around since 2001. So it is one of the like longest running academies, at least of the uh, 
the sort of four biggest Australian-based promotions anyway. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, here, Davis wins. Um, your thoughts on the uh, little post-match presentation here? Oh, it was good stuff. A nice little uh, promo from Davis as well. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this show, man. Now, would you say this sort of has a an NWA power or vibe to it that's um stripped back a little there's no real uh entrance way that it's um tiered seating with a ring in the center oh definitely yeah that that's what i was thinking too i got some real like 80s like studio wrestling vibes out of it which i enjoy yeah i love studio wrestling so i thought this would be right up your alley as well yeah Um, yeah, as uh, the humans might know by now, I'm like really into that sort of style of wrestling, that style of presentation. I'm just hoping that one day I get the uh, the fugs where I get to choose your gimmick match as a twist, and I get to choose the Lazy Susan Battle Royale match. <laughs> I've thought about it. <laughs> yeah, who knows? It could happen. Yeah, yeah. I just need a few more characters I don't care about on my roster to do it with. Uh, I'm not going to start flinging Stone Cold out of a spinning ring. <laughs> uh, well, you do have... I've got a couple. I've got a couple, yeah. just not enough for an entire Battle Royal. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, man. Um, do you have, like, um a standout person of the show that you want to uh, highlight or... um? just go to a beer rating uh yeah um the obvious ones that stand out are the three in the super triad series so i won't even mention those guys um so leo pratt really stood out for me yeah like just some good fun heel shtick yeah i enjoyed it yeah i i agree with you there i'm just trying to see his name is so familiar. I'm just trying to think if I've seen him somewhere else. He's He's been really inactive for a long time. Yeah, they said on commentary he wrestled in APW and then moved to Darwin, and now he finally gets to wrestle in Darwin because there's finally a promotion there. He had a match at Vendetta 2020 at MCW against Jet Ruka. Huh. But, um, yeah, this is the, um, the, uh, where's the word for it? Um, uh, he's, I'm guessing he's like one of the, uh, men behind the scenes, um, probably the trainer at the dojo there as well. And, um, yeah, it is, um, a lot of um, people involved seem to be coming over from EPW, yep. which is which is fine for a a um, beginning promotion. And now we have wrestling across every state and territory in Australia. Um, it would have been interesting to see where they went uh, had the pandemic not happened, and um, if they could have got. Uh, a few more shows done by this time, like present day, if the pandemic hadn't have happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, Leo Pratt, uh, really good honourable mention. He's somebody who sounds familiar probably because I've watched 
some old EPW matches with him in there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, not somebody who immediately um, stood out to me, and that's no no knock on the guy. It's just uh, since I've recently been watching, he's been inactive until uh, this Darwin show. Yeah. Um, do you want to give your beer rating first so I don't uh, cloud your judgment? Yeah, of course. Um, I, I really did enjoy this show. Um, there were a few lulls for me, but I'll give it a solid three and a half. Wow, I thought you might go a bit higher. Yeah, the, the lulls were big lulls. I think um, if I was ever to watch this show back again, I would probably only watch the Super Triad patches. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point, too. Um, it can be a little bit of a, a drag for the, um, for the opening. Oh, I forgot to say, the commentary just wasn't it for me. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's fair enough too. Um, I enjoy the commentary. I enjoy the um, the sort of um, old school look and presentation and that. Um, the only match on here I sort of found uh, hard to get through was the the natural selection match at points. But yeah, then again, you do have a lot of local wrestlers on there. You uh, from the Northern Territory who are just starting out. So I think I was a bit more lenient to that. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy this show. I really enjoyed what this company was doing. And I said, five beers. Bravo. Yeah, they won me over. (laughs) Yeah, big time. Well, this is a company that you always talk about. You always seem to end up bringing up pro wrestling Darwin. So, yeah, I know that this this review was bound to happen at some point. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm glad it happened because it was a really fun watch. Yeah, the studio feel to it all, like yeah, it was a great presentation. I, I have a couple of nitpicks about it, but overall, it was a great show. Yeah. Now, um, do you mind if I spoil something for you or not? No, go for it. Now, uh, bye. Match, uh, not match, by the third event, they've announced a championship. Have you seen the belt design? I have not. Okay. Hang on a moment and I'll bring it up because I don't want to uh, pop it up if it pops up with uh, a result spoiler sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the logo, sort of the uh, the orange and uh, black and white, sort of the colours of the Northern Territory with the uh, big crockhead? Yeah, I thought it was it was a pretty cool looking logo to be honest. Um of all the companies, like it might be the coolest looking logo in Australia. Um Yeah, yeah, I completely completely agree. Like outside of your your standard uh sort of three letter looking logo, um, which Wright City has um They've recently updated uh, Tassie Championship Wrestling in Tassie's sort of this um, three-letter logo on a triangle, MCW's three letters on a rectangle, EPW's three letters in a row, same as 
SPW and IPW in New Zealand. So the fact it's got something other than just wrestling and like some sort of wrestling symbol in the center, it stands out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to look for the uh, championship belt photo at the moment without uh, seeing a <laughs> result. Uh, but um, yeah, would you watch episode? Uh, two. Definitely. I definitely would. I was really tempted to today, but I had to finish off some other viewing for some future reviews. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, son of a... It's just taken a moment to load. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so um, you might as well say now to the humans, uh, what is coming up uh, when we go international, I guess? Yeah, um, I just finished watching it today. Uh, it's FMW International Assault. Uh, it is in full on YouTube. Um, so just search that up. It is FMW versus ECW. It's sort of like a old school like um, VHS compilation. It's just a compilation of FMW versus ECW matches. And have you watched this yet? Uh, no, I have not watched that yet. Um, there's some really uh, fun matches on there. Um, but the most I- intriguing part of it all is your commentator, Dan the Mouth Lavransky. <laughs> Oh, mouse on this. Yeah, so I think this is one of those things that the Fight Network did and dubbed over a Japanese show to for the Fight Network back in the day or TSN or whatever it is. Uh, and for Mal. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's pretty much the main reason I picked it. <laughs> uh, it fe- features a lot of your... The ECW stars you know and you love. Um, I'm going to quickly bring it up just so I can read off the card. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your first match is Bubba Ray Dudley versus Terry Funk versus the Sandman from 1997 in Japan. Then your second match is uh, Gato and Jado versus the Dudley Boys from 97. Um, Gato and... Jado, Jado? Yeah. I uh, always get it wrong, yeah. The Booker Men of New Japan versus, <laughs> versus the Dudley Boys. Um, your third match is Terry Funk, the Sandman, and Tommy Dreamer versus Mr. Gonosuke... Yukihiro Kanemura and the Gladiator. Now, the Gladiator, do you know who that is? No. Mike Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, is before... he under a mask? No, no, he's just got like a little bit of face paint around his eyes. Um, this is before he joins ECW. Oh, wow. Uh, this yeah. is like um, Jericho. He, Japan. he oh, literally God, has Japan. Yeah. He literally has Painmaker 
um, face paint. So yeah, that's oh good, wow, yeah, it's like kind of like that thing. Unintentional. <laughs> yeah, um, it kind of looks like paint maker face paint, except just around the eyes. Um, your fourth match is t- Terry Funk and Tommy Dreamer versus the Dudley Boys. Versus Hedo and the Gladiator yet again. So more Mike Awesome. So I'm obviously happy about that. Then you get John Cronus and Ricky Fuji versus Team No Respect, Gato and Jado. And then you get uh, Super Crazy versus Tajiri. And then here's one of the weird ones. Yuki Hero Wing Kanemura versus Sabu versus the One Man Gang. One of these things is not like the other. (laughs) (laughs) Who, uh, spoiler alert, one man gang's just wrestling in a t-shirt and a pair of grey trackies. (laughs) Oh, yeah, mate. (laughs) (laughs) He literally looked like my dad. (laughs) I'll keep an eye out for that one day. (laughs) And then the main event is Bam Bam Bigelow uh, versus Masato Tanaka, which is a hoot. Bigelow and Tanaka. Yeah. Uh, no, Masawa Tanaka. Uh, Masato Tanaka. No, Masawa versus Tanaka. No, none of that. Okay. Because that was the match, wasn't it? Heyman said on one of the ECW documentaries he was uh, trying to get. He was trying to get Masawa versus Kabashi. That's it. That's not yeah. on here. No, no. As like in, a, in Japan. I, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's Noah that does that. So at this time, at this time, all Japan. They would have been, I think, all Japan. Yeah, because Noah on, doesn't happen until two thousand or two thousand one. Yeah, and uh, that's. Kind of when the feud really kicked off for Masawa and Kabashi. One of these days, we, uh, perhaps it's not a good idea to do a watch along of a match that goes for like an hour, but. You say yeah. that now, but aren't we doing a watch along of Super Showdown? <laughs> oh, I forgot all about it. Yeah, I was maybe. actually thinking about that today, and I was like, oh. It's been long enough since I've reviewed Global Warning Tour on John and Way's show that we could probably do it on our own thing for now at some point soon. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that might have to be another watch along. Oh, oh no, holiday watch along. Yeah. Oh, here we are just uh, planning out our podcast live on the air. <laughs> We're live, pal. Speaking yeah, of live, the what do you think of this? Does it look I good? See I see uh, nothing. Ah, oh, terrible. Okay, hang on a second. Stupid Facebook, why you do this? How about now? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah, that's it. Okay. We'll do this the old fashioned way then. Where's the doohickey for the thing? 
Oh my god. Why? Why you do this? Why you not be friends? Why can't we be friends? Uh, is Floyd fighting any more YouTubers? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, man. Uh, he probably doesn't need another payday for another couple of years, I would assume, after that one. Yeah, maybe not. I'm sure Logan and Jake Paul are going to continue on. I th- I'm positive. I think it's just the wrestling mind in me is that they're just going to keep going until there's enough interest in them fighting each other. Yeah. Oh, what? You mean the two brothers eventually fight each other? Yeah. And the stadium boos. <laughs> okay. Uh, check your message. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'll so like the it. um, got the uh, Northern Territory on the uh, the side plates, like a map of the Northern Territory, and then in the center, it's got the uh, Pro Wrestling Darwin logo. Got a yeah. um. I don't. Like, I don't like that the Northern Territory on the side plates is white. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's finished being coloured because um, they probably haven't added the orange to it yet when this photo was taken. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I like the, um, the look of this championship. It's sort of, oh, what, like the old TNA uh, tag team sort of... Um, Base plate, I guess you could say. Yeah, uh, it's just where the um the rest of the belt is. It's uh sort of diagonal lines, and then in the center is a big blown up uh pro wrestling Darwin logo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I want them to to do well. I want them to come back and succeed because that's what local wrestling needs right now. Yeah, definitely. Okay, um, I think that's all for this time. Alex, where can the good humans find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at, I almost said at WrestleOzStyle, at Fruity is Alex. You can find us at WrestleOzStyle with an AUS. Search us up on Facebook, uh, WrestlingOzStyle, and you can find Chris at? At, I'm Chris Funder. That's why you can go back, listen to the entire Wrestling All-Star archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Weekly Wrestling Lab, Wednesday on YouTube, and using the RSS feed, found the show notes below for your podcast of choice, including Apple. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time.
Man, you got that song stuck in my head now. Eliza's going to come home and I'm just going to be like, why can't we be friends? And she'll be like, you'll sleep on the couch tonight. (laughs) (laughs) And this was our last podcast ever. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, nah. (laughs) Wouldn't be the first time, probably won't be the last. (laughs) 